Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast. Usually the Battle Rap Podcast in New York, but tonight the Battle Rap Podcast of Philly? Tonight we got a very, very special guest. My main, my main, my main man, Joey Curcio. I believe I'm saying that name correctly. Straight out of Philadelphia, Illadelph. And, um, you know, lately, if you've been seeing a brand called 420 Brand Clothing popping up everywhere around the battle rap scene, he's the man responsible for linking the brand with the culture. And as you know, anytime something new comes around the culture, we got to do our due diligence and see who's behind it and see what's going on. So tonight, we're going to find out what's good with Joey, what's good with the brand 420 Clothing, what they got plan for the battle rap community and the culture and uh with no further ado joey welcome to let's talk battle rap podcast my brother hey joe man thanks again for having me man i really appreciate it and uh i love it i love the intro yo that is a dope intro i'm much appreciated hey man no no problem brother matter of fact let's give um the people the background of how we got together i was uh I, you know, I kept seeing the brand popping up everywhere. I'm like, my man Ledge from Top Tier Podcast, shout out to him. He has such a dope podcast. If you're not subscribed, go subscribe over there. You know, he had you on the show. He had, you know, your ads run in for 420 brand clothing. I didn't know, you know, you were the guy who hooked it up. But I'm like, damn, Ledge is messing with this. This got to be official. And then, you know, I look, I see Kate Walker, I see another guy from Philly with the clothes. And I'm like... Hold up, 420 Brand Clothing is making a lot of moves out here. And you followed me on Twitter. I followed you back. While you were DMing me, I was writing you a DM. And then here yo, we are, brother. <laughs> I was bugged out because I was like, yo, I just DM you. I'm like, Liz, you know this? He's like, yeah, he actually hit me up. I was like, oh, shit. Because, <laughs> you know, come to find out, like, you know, you was talking to Ledge at Top Tier. Because yeah. you guys were, uh, you heard my interview. And a lot of people heard my interview on top tier and uh was like reaching out to ledge about it and i was like damn that's pretty dope because basically man like 420 brand clothing is more than like just the battle rap culture actually it's for the cannabis culture right and it's right and it came about like i'm a sports and entertainment agent by trade that's my bread and butter we're gonna get to all of that so there's no need to rush through all that but go ahead brother but uh you know what i mean and it's just I seen it and I see up and coming brands and I looked at it. And I looked at the way it was made and I was like, damn, like I would like to work with them. So I did. And one and one is two. Next thing you know, she asked me to come aboard Victoria and, uh, actually come aboard and be part of the staff and really help expand it. And what I did was to get to my demographic, uh, in hip hop and urban culture with battle rap. Right. I right. see a future in it with the Apple battle rap actually. Now what, drew you to battle rap what made you say you know what this brand of clothing that normally represents the cannabis culture is a perfect fit for the battle rap culture and made you want to get involved in it i mean i'm just a, a fan of the hip-hop culture as it is you know what i mean and battle rap i really really am drawn to it like i i follow it i like bar for bar like i study it like i love it you know what i mean i catch the like the all the cool matches all the fat ass and uh 
A lot of them blow heavy, dog. I don't know if you noticed. A lot <laughs> oh, of them are really supportive in the cannabis culture. <laughs> oh, oh, I've noticed, my brother. <laughs> I've noticed you for know? sure. I've been a part of those uh, sections where you can't really see too well, but you can hear all the bars that are going on while the battles yeah. are going on. So, you know, I definitely know. Um, Yo, how far back do you go with battle rap? What's that? I'm sorry. How far back do you go with battle rap? I mean, dude, come on. I'm from Philadelphia. Oh, we know. You know I mean, we, we can go all the way back from when Cassie first started to smack DVD sets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or when Cicero or when Reed Dallas had two roles for the streets and they were out with uh, Shelly Celiano, Eddie Morris. Yes, I mean, you yes. want to go, we can go back to where it was on VHS. Okay, okay. All <laughs> right. I'm just asking because you know why? People are going to want to know. Who is this guy who popped up out of nowhere and wants to be part of the culture? So when you drop names like that, they know that you're not some fly-by-night dude that just popped up and just wants to be, you know, part of the scene and takes advantage yeah, of the culture. You yeah, yeah. Battle rap is a protective bunch, boy. <laughs> Listen, man, I remember the Cassidy and Freeway uh, video. Mm-hmm. I remember it. Did you I download it on the- Napster or did you see it on YouTube first? Bro, we got it off the hustle, man. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the same ball that sold you the clue tapes had that jump. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And it was bugged out. I was like, damn. Cassie was like sixteen years old at the time, and you know his his mixtapes were fire. When he said, "Man, I'm like, seriously, like it was, this is the shit we listened to," you know. And uh, I was like, damn, free was already like a signed artist, Rockefeller, and established. Cassie was just coming on the scene where I think I'm a hustler. He was working on that. And the way he just took it was like, damn, dude, this kid is a genius. And battle rap hasn't been the same since, man. I mean, Cassie really started a lot of that stuff out there. You know, the metaphors, the punchlines. I mean, really, he's put a lot of work in, man, seriously. He definitely has, man. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, what part of Philly are you from? I'm from the Northeast, Oxford Circle. Ah, north of death, huh? Because, you know, Philadelphia is very geographic, man. <laughs> yeah, man, um... Frankfurt area, uh, Somerdale, Bridge and Pratt. That's our little circle right there. All right. On the, uh, Archbishop Ryan High School, I played soccer out there. So. Yeah, man. No, shout out to that, man. Shout out to Philly. I mean, Philly has such a rich history, man, and even a battle history just from major figures used to come up to New York all the time and, like, battle dudes, like, literally from block to block, man, and Philly's most wanted, like – you know, oh, yeah. beans what? like that. Listen, man, that's 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 my era. I mean, we can go back. You know, even. people forgot about Philly's most wanted. People really didn't like they, they forgot about you know bubonic and that man. Like, yo, let me. I t- remember the album when it dropped. Let me tell you something, man. That is a Philadelphia classic album. Dogs, you got production by Pharrell all over that album. You got great hooks. You've got some crazy rhymes. You got fab on there. You got clips on there. And they're just spitting, man. Spittin'. You got Seagull on there, too. Seagull on there. Yeah, man. I mean, a couple. Yo, listen. Matter of fact, fun fact, circling back to battle rap, that's how, you know, a couple of guys got on. Major, uh, not major figures. Um, Philly's Most well, Wanted was Gilly. coming up to. Gilly was the battler out of major figures. Yeah, yeah. There's a short clip of Gilly battling uh, on YouTube, man, just randomly out there now. Actually, the whole major figures used to battle. They used to come up to um to Yonkers and literally just go block to block and say, yo, who's nice out here? Go to the next block. Go to the next block. Go to the next block. And um, it's crazy because with Philly's Most Wanted, they literally were coming up to New York to come rap for Jay-Z and them. 
Beanie Siegel came yeah. along for the ride. Be, you know, Jay is like, hey, man, you guys battle everybody who's in here. They pull Beans to the side and say, yo, we want you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's crazy, man. I mean, you got to look at it, though. Like, all right, Beanie took on Kiss with the whole, you know what I mean? Yeah. State property. Like, and like, I heard some of Beanie's. Beanie can freestyle. Like, yo, people get don't get it messed up. Like, Beanie Siegel can freestyle. Like, yo, he's sick. Um, Gilly is nasty. Gilly's if you ever nasty. Heard Gilly, like, his bars and the way he battles, yo, he's nasty. I mean, a lot of the Philly rappers, all the figures are nasty, state property. I mean, look who we got. Yeah. You know, Ab Lava went and signed with Pharrell. Uh, Sandman, the whole yeah. Cannons Incorporated yep, with yep. Cicero. They all started back in the day because I remember I knew his sister, Housewife. She won the um oh, I remember the her. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, one of the six in Park. She was on there a couple times. Yeah. Yo, man, that, that era of Philly, oh, that was a different era, man. That was a totally different era. I remember that was the Ram Squad era. They were around mm-hmm. too. And um, what was that dude's name? Murder Mill. This is all pre-Meek Mill stuff, man. This is like the the, the era of Philadelphia that, that really helped transition everything from... Because all we remembered before then was like Will Smith and The Roots. You know what I mean? Steady B before them. Cool C. Scott Storch. Scott Storch, for sure. But it's like once that 97, 98, 99 hit, it was like, wait a minute. There's a whole new influx of, of dudes from Philadelphia who could rap rap. And then after yeah. that, you know, you got your cast, you got your reeds, and, you know, everybody else that came after Steel, all of these guys, man. So you were in the thick of things out there. What was the climate like in Philadelphia for the hip hop and, and, and battling at that time when you were out there? I'm sorry, repeat that. What was the climate like out there, man? It was crazy. You see what I mean? Everybody was getting off of Philly. Uh, that was the Rockefeller era. Yeah. Rockefeller era tore up all of hip-hop, man. I mean, that's when they, they ruled everything. Thanks. You know what I mean? It was like, it went from Jay-Z to uh, Memphis Bleak to what Beanie Siegel. Now the dynasty's on. All right, now we got state property. We got major figures. We got Ram Squad. We got people running through the city. We got cast with full service and Swiss Beats. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got so many different angles and hooked up with yeah. Like, they it's just, Eve. the city went crazy. Yeah. And yeah. did you, I mean, you know Corrupt's from Philly, right? Absolutely. Come on, dog. We I mean, that. come on. Like, <laughs> we got the West Coast. We got so many people from this city with so much talent. How could you pass it up? Yeah, man. Even one of my favorite guys, man, Oskino, one of the most underrated spitters from Philly ever, man. Like, that guy. Still doing his thing. He's so still, nice, bro. He, he's so nice, man. He, he He's killing it, man. But, you if know. If he battle rap, that'd be sick. But, I mean, you no. know, like, can you imagine if Oskino threw his hat in the ring? <laughs> it would be crazy, I mean, man. Remember them DVDs he'd pull up in his, in his big old jag, just hop out, spit like 60 bars, get back in the car, and then be out of here? Yeah, I'm just, like. Like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. <laughs> right with a with a fifth in his in his hand, just drinking like nothing happened, bro. Right, it's, and like PD Crack could do shit like that too. PD yeah, Crack. yeah, man. Probably one that it was spitters. You know, what I mean, un- underrated. He should have got way more attention than he did. Word, man. So, so take us back. So you're in Philly in the projects. How do you end up? becoming a pro soccer player my dude there's so many facets to you that we gotta like we gotta tackle and let the people know like how do you end up playing pro soccer they try to roast my man franchise for playing soccer and i'm like you know how tough soccer is are y'all crazy 
I, I couldn't play basketball. <laughs> no, nah, man. I grew up and like my dad was like, you know, he put me in soccer like right away at like five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he didn't want me playing American football. So he put me right in soccer. He was a baseball dude anyway. I don't know. And uh, I took to it. And like I wanted to play. Um, I played American football for two years. I did well. I was going to play for high school. And he was like, yeah, I don't think so. He's like, you better take your ass back to the soccer field. So I did. Um, I worked out that whole year. And I made the state team and got a scholarship to the biggest Catholic high school in the city uh-huh. uh, where I ruled. Um, I turned pro at 18 because I had signed my letter of intent to UCLA. Mm-hmm. I, I was heavily recruited. Uh, I was on the Region 1 ODP team statement. You know what I mean? I didn't make the national tell. I was uh, under 20s, but I signed my letter of intent to UCLA. And my mentor, who was the head of international business in Major League Soccer, Nelson Rodriguez, mm-hmm. you know, he, he helped me a lot through my journey. Like, I would call this guy in Major League Soccer's headquarters offices, like, yo, I want to turn pro 18. Wow. And, yo, he gave me my first agent. He, he passed me through. I uh, played in the USL. And, uh, you know, my MLS Project 40, which was uh, the Generation Adidas contract now, mm-hmm. they didn't give it to me because I didn't play the national team. So I had to play one league below, which was USL at 18. And gotcha. I did. And, yo, man, it just, it just took. And uh, it's, it's my life. It's my passion. Wow. I'm blessed. Man, what, what was that like, being 18 and playing professionally, going around the country? Uh, uh, what was that like? It wasn't fun no more. I knew that. It was a job. Mm. You know, like, <laughs> like yo, it wasn't like you were going to um, play with your boys, pick up, you know, 11 on 11. Nah, this was a job now, and you're playing with grown men, and you got to take it to the next level, which my IQ at the time was already at a professional level. So it, it was fun, but at the same time, it was like, it's work now, and it's my craft, so now I have to practice my craft every day because this is how I make my money. Right, right. No, that's crazy. And it was crazy because I'm 18 with chaperones. You know what I mean? I'm under 21. <laughs> right. I'm under 21 going on these trips. Chaperones, it's like, I'm like, all right, well, damn, this is crazy. This is bugged out. But I will come back, see my boys when I can, man. And like, yo, at the end of the day, like, it was cra- it was a crazy experience. Like a kid from the project, you know, that's a, a once-in-a-lifetime thing that you're going to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, and I got you- my shot. And I had a I had a blast. Are you kidding me? Oh man, what was some of the um some of the lessons you learned from from being so young and turning pro out there and like just living on your own and just just trying to make your way out there when most kids are just trying to either go off to college or trying to figure out what they're gonna do. You're already in your career. Like what 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 was that like? What were some of the lessons you picked up? Mom and dad ain't there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know what I mean. You got definitely have to learn some things on your own and uh, always read what you sign. Mm. Always know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, not everybody, including a lot of artists I deal with, with a lot of uh, even athletes, they don't read everything they sign. Right. You know, they don't read between the lines, man, in between the lines. And that's where you can get caught up at. But, I mean, try not to get caught up with, you know, partying so much you know what i mean like i definitely had a good group of friends that pulled me back and you know made sure i was all right but like yo when you don't have curfew and like yo, you're you're off two months your career is already done i mean you know what i mean you're, you're done for the year but you have a career already you don't have nothing to worry about your money's there you got your apartment you're chilling you gotta have a sense of balance to pull yourself back at right you know what i mean to pull just to pull back and kind of send yourself 
because your ego can definitely get bigger than the people that you're around. And yeah. you can hurt your friends like that. You can always like think people are out to get you. They're always working some angle to hustle you. And a lot of the times it's true. You always got to like, it's, it's messed up and you got to live with your guard up sometimes. No, absolutely. Um, how did you learn how to balance? Like you got money coming at you probably faster than you've ever had it. How do you balance that? How do you manage that? How do you understand like, okay, this may not be forever. I need to do something with this. Like, how does that kick in for you? Trial and error. <laughs> so you blew, it's, keep it real. Try, it sounds like you blew some cash at some point, man. What, what's the craziest thing you uh? What, what's the craziest thing you blew it on, or what's the or what's something you just go, man? Why'd I do that for? I mean, what's the craziest what? What's the craziest thing you ever blew some cash on, and you look back at it like, why did I spend it on that? I, I don't regret nothing. I mean, I sell five hundred. Oh, hey. <laughs> Damn, that soccer money ain't bad, bro. <laughs> Dude, I was sitting on the bench type money. <laughs> oh, my God. SL5 back then? Oh, the Batmobile? That's crazy, yeah, man. Pusha T was rapping about was, the that SL5. That was my first man. ever. That's the first time I ever stepped in the driver's seat. Get what? Me? Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, that's crazy, dog. I, I'm a kid from the project. I ain't that shit. <laughs> I said, yo, I, I was poor growing up, man. I mean... If we wanted, like, polo shirts and, and shit, like, yeah, we traded for, like, me and my boys, we, we looked another way. Like, some of my boys took the other route. Yeah. Like, I still got friends that are, like, geez, you know what I mean? I understand, like, they, I understand. They do, they do what they do. Right. I still talk to these people, you know what I mean? And, like, we still kick it like it ain't nothing. Right. But I went and played soccer, but, yo, man, I mean, yo, when you don't have nothing, you grow up with shit, and they try to do the best, I mean, try to do the best you can yeah. you know what i mean no i hate what color and, uh, was it black all black Ooh, all triple black black all black triple black, <laughs> yeah, triple black hold on man. hold on now let me think back that was the era of the chrome rims did you did you rim it out or did you leave it stock oh i love the stock i mean you know right, my right. jones were the they, they were they were the gray alloy jones anyway you okay know? okay let me for amg you know it Oh man, bro! Yeah, listen, I'm a car fanatic, man. You talking about talk right now, bro? That was the first John. It was the glass top and had a hard top. You know what I mean? Oh, the foldable top, man, not the rag top. Jeez, Louise, you talking about talk? Yo, I bet when that happened, you know, whoever made fun of you for playing soccer from being from the hood must have been like, man, I wish I played soccer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, so pretty much anybody wish they played pro sports and they were from where you're from, you know? Yeah. And it, it was cool, though. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I wanted to, I got to take my friends to every club. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, it was like 10 of us not waiting in line. You know what I mean? Girls looking at us like, damn, who the fuck is that? And like, yo, even though I mean, I played pro soccer, like, I still got, like, some love. You know? <laughs> so I got more love overseas than I did over here, though. Mm. Way more love. Talk and it was like, bogged out when i played in england it was crazy yo talk to me about the difference playing in the u.s living in the u.s and then going over to europe and doing it out there honestly the difference is like you're good over here and over there you're just mediocre it's a whole new different set of rules it's a different game like these kids have been playing since they were like seven eight nine ten at a high level they turn pro at like 15 they're signing their contracts right we have college over here they don't believe in that over there 
They right. go straight to the pros. They leave their parents at like 16. They sign a little deal. And now they're living on the training grounds of the pro team they sign with. Right. So now they're getting pro level everything. Like, it's, it's sick at such a young age. That's why we're like 10 years behind the rest of the world in the academies. Right. It's crazy. It's like the reverse with basketball. Like, you look at a... Uh... You know, all the guys from Europe want to come over here and play. And then, you know, you got a guy like Luka Doncic who's just transcendent, man, and, and just making it look too easy right now. Yeah. Making it I mean, look too uh, easy. Bro, I went to, like, I went to Roman Catholic my freshman year, right? Mm -hmm. I seen Rasul Butler. I seen Eddie Griffin. I seen some of the best stars the NBA had to offer at the high school level. Mm -hmm. And these guys were making it look easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, dude, basketball, man, it's, it's just hard. I couldn't do it. Every time we played growing up, I was just another body because I was quick. <laughs> but, like, my boys, like, oh, they, they, you know, they played, they got it, and I would just support them because none of them would support me playing soccer. That's just too far to run, they think. <laughs> you know, they see that big man. ass field of it. I ain't playing on that. So I played <laughs> with, like, the Colombians and, like, the Mexicans growing up. And me, you know what I mean? I always thought I sucked because I was just a white kid, but then I'd school them. Oh, like, man. Any Jamaicans uh, playing uh, out there? Any Caribbean cats? Yeah, I mean, dude, they, they really didn't want the smoke, though, for real, bro. <laughs> like, once I stepped on the field, they knew what time it was, and I held it down. Oh, That's what like, got me signed with Rockaware at 21. Yeah, man. I was about to get to that. I was about to get to that. What was that like, bro? Like, who, who was, approached you? Because you were the first athlete. That side I, of Rockaway deal, right? I was the first deal, soccer right? player. This first is, soccer this is what player. happened. Mm -hmm. uh, Team Rock under Rockaway had their own clothing line, which was the athletic version of Rockaway. Yes, sir. They they had a soccer jacket. They had uh, Italy, Greece. They had, you know, like 10 nation jackets, right? Different. I, I saw a vision. I was like, dude, but they don't have a soccer player representing them. They yeah. had Larry Johnson. They had Jonathan Zoma. They had Ron Artest. They had Winky Wright. You know what I mean? They had nobody wearing soccer. And I'm from the city. I'm mm -hmm. from the hip-hop culture, right? I play pro soccer. So I had called uh, Tom Masters up of Endurance, which was Damon Dash's partner. Uh -huh. I pitched the idea. I'm like, listen, I play pro. I'm over in England. I'm about to leave over in England this year. I played in America. I'm you know, part of the hip-hop culture. Let me be your guy for soccer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, He's like, I like the idea. Come on up in a few weeks and like actually pitch the idea in front of me and Dan. I said, okay. So I get there. I'm like, listen, I'm about to go to England. I play on the U.S. under-20s. I'm like, I'm looking at getting scouted for the under-23s. This is what we're going to do. I'm like, I'll take $10,000 worth of clothes a month for the first year. And I guarantee you, I boost your revenue. And I did 25% the following year. I took to a different demographic of suburban kids mm -hmm. that came and bought the rock wear clothing and it actually boosted their revenue in 25% the next year. Wow. Amazing. What? And then we renegotiated the contract and I got money too after that. Oh, you, you better <laughs> renegotiate that contract. I definitely did. And I did it all <laughs> without my agent. Yo. All right. So what made you so, two questions. What made you so confident that you can go in there and, knock out that pitch in front of Dame and his partner, and where did you get your negotiation skills from? Well, my, I've, been with my, like, I've been with my agent for quite some time by this point, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm 21. I'm, I learned it by 18. But negotiating, I mean, I was just a natural act for business. 
what gave me my confidence is because I had the soccer angle. Mm-hmm. I had the uh, the hip-hop angle. I didn't go in there sound like a, a bumbling retard. I had my shit together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yes, you have to have confidence walking into a, a business meeting like that. Otherwise, you're going to get chewed alive. Right. And not only that, but I brought my own little entourage with me, too. <laughs> so that means... So you yeah, stole the lifestyle. I the home team. Right. So you showed Dave, yeah, like, yo, listen, I'm going to take, a, I'm gonna take a, a trick from your book <laughs> and use it on you. No, and, and what, what bugged me out is, like, as soon as I got signed, they gave me, um, they gave me a hat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Where, where's my chain? <laughs> you know, only rappers get the chains and shit. But I had a ch- They gave me, like, a little chain rock chain. It wasn't bad. It was a you know, gold and black onyx. It was chilling. It was white, gold, and black onyx. It was all right. Yeah. But I went to Nelson's uh, office. On uh, in Major League Soccer, right down the street, mm-hmm. and I gave him a hat and autographed it for his uh, his office. And dude, he was like, really, he was like a father figure to me, man. And he was so happy, Damn. and he still is happy to this day. Like he follows me, and we talk, and we still bust it up when, when I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to look at players because he's the president and the GM of the Chicago Fire. Oh wow, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, that's that's still my man. And um, you know, he's actually like my father passed away. Uh, two years ago with my oh, mom. I'm sorry to hear that. My condolences, brother. Thank you, man. And uh, you know what? Like Nelson is always the one getting me through a lot of things, man. Like He's like, oh, your parents would be proud of you. Um, Joe, I'm very proud of you. He's like, you overcame a lot and there's no quit in you, man. He's like, you're a fighter. He's like, you always will be and you're a winner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, Nelson, I appreciate it. And like, you've always been there for me. Like As a father, I always wanted this, man. Especially with my, uh, with my career, man. It was... I'm truly blessed to have people in my corner, you know, yeah. that gave me that shot because no one had to give me shots. And they did. Like, I earned every shot I had, but, you know, they didn't have to look that way. It's all about time, place, who you know, and who you are. There's four factors in your life. Mm. But, you know, you got to walk in every meeting like you own it. Mm-hmm. Like, you have that confidence. Otherwise, people are going to spot that weakness and really expose it, and then you're going to lose. Oh, man, dropping some gems right there, man. I hope everybody is listening. Hope y'all listening. You heard me? Yeah. No, man, I love this business talk, man. And um, so you transitioned from soccer star to soccer agent. Now, talk about that transition. Where did the vision come in? Was it while you were playing? How was that transition? Talk to me about all that. All right, well, definitely not while I was playing. I just, honestly, I got hurt at mm. 27. Mm. My knees went out. Um, I wasn't supposed to last this long in, in soccer. You know, I had, like, childhood arthritis, and no one really expected me to, like, last the way I did. And uh, my knees were fucked up from the jump. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got hurt at 27. I went to Nelson. I'm like, yo, so what am I supposed to do now? I turned pro at 18. I really have no formal education. You know, uh, I negotiated my deals and stuff, but well, Nelson said, stop. He's like, you turned pro at 18. You negotiated all your own deals. He's like, you know talent because you have the IQ. Why don't you help kids and be an agent, Joe? Mm. So I took my test, U.S. soccer, passed it first time out, and I uh, got with a few agencies, man. My first year as an agent, I had five first-round draft picks in the MLS Super Draft. Uh, I worked with a lot of big players, 
I was even the director of an agency, you know what I mean? Wow. And uh, which brought me to uh, Upper 90, which is the agency I want to form with uh, one of my business partners, actually, Kenny DeMarco, who's a Harvard graduate. Mm -hmm. And I met with him a few years back. We linked up. And this is like the powerhouse of the agencies. Once we, you know, we put the own money behind us because Dane taught me another uh, a good jewel. He said, you know, if no one's going to put him on the team, he's just going to buy his own. Mm-hmm. Well, if no one's going to, you know, put me on the team that I want, I'm just going to buy my own. Right. And me and Kenny DeMarco, you know, I went to Wharton Business, too, for fun. Like, I've got a business management certificate. He's got a Harvard degree. And we both know this game. I know from the player's aspect. Kenny's known it from the management aspect. And we have connections in Europe. I mean, the connections we got together are just crazy. Like, I took a kid from England. I put him in the Portland Timbers with a phone call. And, you know, the kid's hurt. He didn't tell us he was hurt. But, you know, they flew him over, gave him a per diem, a driver, an apartment. And it was crazy. I just threw this by phone calls. Right. You know what I mean? Wow. I, I always had a knack for being an agent, I guess, because, um, man, I was just getting sponsorships since I was a kid. Like, I, I raced BMX at, like, 12, and I got us a bike deal. Oh, man. So I just <laughs> always had it in me. You uh -huh. know what I mean? The talking and the hustle aspect. Me being from Philly as well. Right. But, uh, dude, I mean, being an agent, I love guiding kids' careers to the next level and helping them, you know, like, there's so many people out to hurt you. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many false, fake family members, newfound friends that got your back. Oh, they love you when you're up, but when you're down, they don't know you. Yeah. I felt with that personally. Wow. How do I you... I know what that shit's like. Going into, like navigating those waters there's a bunch of sharks in there how do you know when someone is just bullshitting you like what are three or four surefire signs that someone is just blowing smoke up your ass when they're just trying to talk a game and what are some signs that somebody knows what they're talking about and you should really fuck with them what do you mean like from an agent's aspect just maybe in general from agents aspects from maybe even negotiating like buying a house or whatever, just in general, because there's so many young cats who are listening to the program right now. And, you know, so many people who just need direction or guidance, like, and they might not be as sharp as you. They might not be able to spot a fraud. Like, can you drop some gems on how to spot when, someone who's just fraud? When you? nobody can name your personal bodies of work. Mm -hmm. When someone can't tell you about the, about the 15th minute you played against UCLA or against UC Santa Barbara, or the goal you scored against St. John's or maybe St. Mary's or, you know, anything personal that they should know about you and do the research on to make you a client or make you, a, you know what I mean? Like a part of their group. Mm -hmm. If they don't take the time to research you and really like look at your work and see what kind of person you are. I mean, yeah, you could be a perfect soccer player, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're a dickhead, I will not take you on as a client. Mm. If you, you know, are, are a PR risk, so bad that I can't work with you. I don't, it's not about money. See, I don't treat players like signs of money. Like you're not just another dollar sign to me. I only take five personal clients, five clients on a year. Right. Personal attention is what I give. If I can't give you personal attention, the all equal amounts to every player. I will not take you on. Mm -hmm. I will not make you feel like less than because I know what that's like. Right. You know what I mean? Everybody at the end of the day, everybody's a person. You're supposed to get that. You're supposed to feel like that. Not like people are out to rob you or, you know, tell them, oh, well, you look, here, make this investment. Not because, you know, I'll make 20% commission. 
but because it'll make you better. No, a real person would give you an investment that they made no money on that would better your life. But they would just give you that advice, not the advice that they would give you that, oh, well, I'm going to make this commission because it's my deal. Right, it's right. It's just signs of fakeness. I mean, if they don't know anything personal about you or they don't know that you don't like this, this, or that, mm-hmm. yo, move on. If you get that gut feeling, nine times out of ten, that shit's right. Mm. And if you've got to learn, hey, trial and error, man. No one's going to kill you for trying to learn. Facts. That's you know what I mean? Fact. I mean, you're going to have to learn the hard way sometimes if you don't listen to nobody else. Like yeah. if nine of your friends say it's a duck, it's it a probably duck. is. <laughs> it's a duck. <laughs> Just like chicks out there, man. Chicks out there are trying to trap professional athletes. You know what I mean? They're all after that money too. I mean, it's hard to find a genuine woman that you want to be with. That's and that's fact. real. And that ain't going to like go out there and be with everybody else that you want someone that's faithful to you too and that's going to be there when you're down yeah bro it's hard man i feel so sorry for these cats that are coming up in this era man because you and i are around the same age bro like it's different man it's different for these dudes who are out here trying to date and the internet is taking over they got the 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 the, the filters people don't look like the people you see online all this catfishing it's like bro i'm glad i'm married i've been with my woman for forever and i don't gotta worry about that you feel me but if i was single in this era i don't know how i'd survive bro like it would be weird bro, I, I don't i don't know how people i'm glad that i was growing up in my era we didn't have all that Right, all line dating bullshit. Like you seen a chick, you got her number. That's it. Talk to her, and that was it. You had to literally talk to her in the streets. You had to have some type of game. You feel me? And then they let you know you didn't have no game. They told you. (laughs) Then you had to work on that. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, it's a different era, man. And they didn't have the fake asses back then and all that stuff. Like it's a whole new ball game out here now, man. Right. I'm bugged out off of it like nine times out of ten. I'm like, what you mean you need her screen name? <laughs> <laughs> they be like, yo, what's what your Instagram? A, what the fuck is a catfish? <laughs> I ate a catfish. That was it. That's it. I don't fucking know nothing about no catfish. Catfish sandwich. Oh, man. Listen, I just got out of a relationship, man. A oh. complicated one at that. Yeah. And, I mean, damn, I feel sorry for the chat. Oh, I'm like, you a stupid motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. So you back I out here? To give you, I, I was about to give her everything, last name and everything. I wasn't even going to make her sign a prenup. Oh, man. What happened? What went left? Uh, man, she she just, it, it didn't work out. I hear you, dog. I hear it you. It didn't work out. And, like, I love her to this day. I still I always will. Yeah. And it's just. I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Like, she had a procedure today, you know, and uh, we were together like two years, and she helped me down when both my parents died, man. Yeah. She met my family. Yeah. That's deep, bro. Yeah, and I'm Italian. She's Puerto Rican. She was accepted. Oh, They man. loved her. Yeah, right? What? I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you take her to meet the family, that's a big deal. And shit. I never took no chick to meet my family, even the one I was going to marry before her. Oh, man. They're like the Puerto Rican. <laughs> they great. thought she was beautiful. Of they course. thought, they're like, damn, she, they, she is beautiful. I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, they're like, we'll make an exception. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, man. And oh. then, like, she didn't care who I was. Like, when I played soccer, like, 
I called my boys over in England, yeah. and I was like, oh, listen, I was like, I was like, all right, because one guy followed my career. I was like, yo, who am I? And he went down my playing resume. Shit, I'm like, fuck. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, shit. I was like, damn, I just this right, right? But she you know, didn't all, it didn't, it didn't all add up. You know, she uh, she definitely had some issues going on with herself, and uh, it was definitely a complicated situation, man. Yeah. And if I didn't have people like my uh, like my guys around me, and like Kenny, man, Kenny DeMarco, my my Italian brother, mm -hmm. he helped me get through more stuff than a lot, man. And you know, I got I got to shout out a lot of people who really you know were there in my corner, man. And he was one of them. You know, I have a I keep my life very private. I have a small group of friends that are close knit. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's just it's better that way. I'm a very private person yeah. at the end of the day. You know, but now with this move with the clothing company, you know, everything's getting to where I want to bring it. You know, it's all coming full circle. Yes. Yeah, so now put that energy into the work. You know, and obviously it's it's. It's showing, man, because the brand is growing, bro. Like, and I went on the website, I checked out the clothes. It's some fly gear, man. It's not just some, you know, uh, city trends smoker wear. It's like this is some high quality stuff, man. Talk to me about the gear. Talk to me about the designs, like, and all of that. Let the people know how fly this stuff is, and let them know the website too. Uh, I mean, look, the website, www.420brandclothing.com. I mean, like, we dropped some of the craziest stuff. Like, we got some new stuff with women. women. I, when I seen it, I knew it wasn't, like, no bullshit brand. That's yeah. why I stand behind it. Right. You know, it's well-made. It's The designing is well. It's great. Like, it's going to get better because I'm designing some of the stuff, too, in the future. Fire. We got track suits coming out. That's my idea. Uh, the book bags, we're going to do kind of like a city graffiti type to it. Uh -huh. You know, something. Yeah, it's all mine. Uh, Victoria is so cool. Me and her work together so well, and we mesh together. Like, she's so happy that someone, like, with my energy, just like her, came aboard and just is kicking ass with this. And I believe in it. Otherwise, I wouldn't stand behind it. But. It's brand new, so that's why I brought into my demographic, like hip-hop. I think it could do so well because so many people in the hip-hop culture and battle rap scene are cannabis culture advocates. Listen, it goes hand-in-hand, hand, bro. It goes hand-in-hand. We started in with Uncasa. Right. I got Uncasa to uh, use, it, use it during his podcast. I seen it. I was like, damn. Un, you're a legend. Can we work something out? Let's do a collection. And, like, that, that rock aware shit goes a long way with a lot of these people in the industry, bro. Mm -hmm. Me being who I am and who I was affiliated with really, like, takes it right in there. You know what I mean? Right. To the next level. And it even has, like, yo, 420 is going to be the major sponsor of the event that we're trying to put on July 4th. Right, right. We're going to get to that in a second for sure, for sure. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> No, nah, man, like I, I'm looking through everything like I'm loving the uh, the the hourglass hoodie, the 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 big 420, you know, written out hoodie. And I mean, you guys got jackets, everything like the, it's a full fashion line. Like it's not just T-shirts. You know what I mean? Right. And we're not done yet, though, man, because we got the bubble vest. We're going to yeah. get the bubble vest with the hoods attached to it. We're going to actually come out with um, golf shirts too, polo shirts. Kind of with a couture line I want to do, 
with kind of like jeans. And then we're going to do a city collection t-shirt, you know, uh, all the major cities, oh, you know, nice. New York, Philly, uh, LA, Miami, Houston, you know, and like something that represents that city. Nice. So that's going to be dope. Uh, dude, we're going to make it a streetwear and a couture line. We have a couple big collaborations coming up with that. I really can't announce yet, but you guys will be uh, one of the first to know when the time is right. All right. All right. Um, we just got done doing the bone thugs collaboration on the joggers. Fire. I so, I mean, dude, I, can't flat, I mean, it's only going to get bigger and, uh, Dang. definitely we'll make sure we send some stuff your way. And, uh, we're always looking for a new, uh, media outlet to a sponsor and work with. So we were talking about that last week and I think, you know, your podcast would definitely be, would fit us perfect. Listen, so we're man. definitely going to probably work with you guys in 2020 as well as uh, one of our sponsored podcasts. If you guys are willing to do that. Absolutely, man. We're definitely down to do that. Cause, uh, listen, man, it goes hand in hand with what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like it, we, we love what the brand stands for without saying too much. And, and the brand is fly. So it's like, why would we not get down? You know what I mean? And on top yeah, of that, you're, you're a genuine guy. And it's like, yo, it, it's just the universe had it in the air. You know what I'm saying? So it's just all oh, came absolutely. together. Bro. All came together. It's, so It's bogged out, man, because like we're in so many events and festivals this year and we missed a lot in mm -hmm. the first half. Cause I only got, I'm only two years in. I mean, I'm only two years. I'm only two months in the 420, Damn. and they're only two years into the game. That's crazy. So in two months, what I've done, you know, what I mean, it's it's amazing. Nah, but we good. missed the whole first half of this year with the events and uh, you know festivals and shit. Mm -hmm. So this so year, now people are going to know. Yeah, absolutely. So 2020, we can look forward to seeing you guys at a bunch of cannabis events, battle rap events, yeah. like we'll, we'll working with battle rappers. Tell the people some of the battle rappers that you're currently working with and who you plan on working with in the future. I mean, like we got guys in Philly, you know, Kay Walker mm -hmm. and, you know, Kay Walker personally, because, you know, uh, he's just a great guy, man. I've known him for quite some time. We've done, done some pieces and uh, what we got in the future, you know, I got a couple guys that I'm really looking at that we can work. If we can work it all out together, yeah, it would be a beautiful thing. You know, I got my eyes on every major Philly artist. I got guys in California I'm looking at already. Uh, the Midwest, actually, you know, uh, Ledge pulled my coat to a uh, top. I mean, uh, Ledge from top tier pulled my coat to RX. Oh yeah, and yeah. we're looking for a female. Absolutely, like her, Farrah Funeral. I want to work with these girls as well. These ladies in battle rap along with the men yeah. because I see it going and I see these people falling in perfect place with the culture. You know what I mean? Like I, you got, I mean, look who we got in Philly rebounds. You, know, right. you got Kay Walker, you got these guys and then you got New York. You got, I mean, sky's the limit with you them. Know, I would know. love to work with goods or K shine. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be dope. I got to get a hold of these guys. Um, the Midwest, I mean, come on, then the West, you got you got so many other people you can just pick from out there as well. Absolutely. I mean, disaster would look crazy wearing this. I, yeah, and he's a heavy smoker, so that would be perfect. He's definitely he'd fit in perfect. And I like <laughs> actually reached out to like Rush One. Yeah. So we're gonna see if we can make that possible. I would love to get Cassidy to wear this. Mm, yeah, he's a heavy chiefer. You know who's a heavy chiefer too, and who's dumb nice official from New Orleans. 
Yeah. 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 I got to get a hold of, dude. I'm telling you, I'm gonna be looking out to get a uh, get a hold of these artists. No, absolutely. Uh, and if if there's any way we can help tap you in with some of these folks, we're gonna try to throw the alley oop and make it even smoother. You know what I mean? I would love to talk to Mook. Hey, let's see if we can make that happen, man. I'm gonna put it out in the atmosphere. You know, I think Mook, Mook is probably one of my biggest, biggest. I'm probably Mook's biggest fan. Mm. Like I've followed Mook's career. Like <laughs> I'm gonna put you in the hot seat, bro. Who won, Mook or Joey Jahad? What's up? Who won that battle between Mook and Joey Jahad? I'm putting Mook. you in the hot seat. Oh, Mook. <laughs> going against Philly. Oh, you all Mook fan. I love Hattie. I love Hattie. But Mook, I mean, come on. I've seen him versus Sirius Jones. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Mook fan heavy. Yeah. I'm a Hattie fan too, but yeah, Mook, uh, Mook's my guy. Wow. You know, Loaded Lux, Howl the Don, these are guys that like really took battle rap to the god tier. Now they, you know, they definitely took it to that next level, man. That's what they call sure. Rushmore, right? And then you got A-Verb, Hitman, Holla. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, St. Louis has their own movement by themselves. Yeah, they got a... John John Don's about to battle uh, Young Ill out of St. Louis. It's about to get crazy. About to Yo, get John crazy. John is one of the sickest I've ever seen, too. You know what? John John would be good for the brand, too, man, now that I think about it. I would love to get a hold of John John. Are you serious? Yo, yeah. you made that happen. John, listen, bro. Man. I, I would love to talk to him. I think I might be able to make that happen, bro. He was just on the podcast a couple episodes ago, and it was fire. So I think Yo, I, John I, was John dope. I would love to put John on. What? Listen, man, I'm going a, I'm to a holler at him. And then big fan, what he did with Hitman Holler against uh, Goods and Clips. Yeah, Dude, that two on two. I seen that. Uh, yeah, they dominated what he did that. with Reed. I mean, they dominated. Damn, that. John, I seen that. Like, yeah, man. Did you see the shoddy horror, John? Though that just happened, right? No, no, that's about to happen. Oh, yeah, the fourteenth shoddy horror. God oh. be with shoddy horror. <laughs> Yo, that's about to happen like, on the fourteenth. Save a little man. bit for me, man, because if we can make this deal go through when we got the July fourth pay per view, you know, Shy's gonna have to be there. John, please save a little bit for the guys. <laughs> oh, yo, all right. So now that we're there, talk to me about what you're trying to put on this battle event between the U.S. and the U.K. Shed some light on that, brother. All right, brother. Like, I want to make this an international classic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like. World Battle Rap Classic, International Incident, Volume 1, the USA versus the UK. Five of the best from the US versus five of the best from the UK. Shoddy Horror and Bill Collector was going to be, is, is like the main event I'm shooting for. Mm-hmm. But I would love to get five of our best top tier guys, maybe up and coming, middle tier, top tier. You don't want nothing too, like, you know what I mean? People are like, damn, I'm expecting that. How do people like JC? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, or, listen, man. The, the the UK right now, they got it out for JC, man. They, they, <laughs> he skipped I'll put out on the rock on there. Oh, no, listen, man. The the UK, they want to kill these guys because uh oh man, I gotta put you on. So they were supposed to do a premiere battles battle, right? Oh, the, I, I kind of heard of this. <laughs> Yeah, so Wait, they took the bread and they didn't show up, huh? I mean, some of the bread got sent back. Tay Rock sent it back, but like last minute. So basically, 
the UK guys, fans, you know, supporters and all that, they're like, oh, these URL guys, they sabotaged our event. They knew they, they're bums. They knew they weren't going to show up. Why take the money and do this? You're trying to crush our leagues. They hate Tay Rock and JC right now, my brother. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to crush your so bubble. Who would but... you do? All right, five, or who would your five be? Mm, who am I five B? Ah, let's see. You can bring out, you know who I like? I like Jerry West. He's not getting enough shine out here. He's dope. Okay. Um, you know what? You might have a soccer connection with this guy franchise from, um, from Toronto. Yeah. Franchise is dope. He played in the Canadian UA, I want to say, under-20 league. And apparently he okay. was super nice. He was super dope, too. So soccer connection, stupid nice, can translate over to the UK guys. Um, You know what? You know what would be fire? If you can get, like, one big dog, if you can get Iron Solomon to do a big battle out there, that would be type crazy. You know what's funny? I got a connection with Iron. Hey. hey. Remember his hunting racks? Remember his Hunter Rocks brand he came out with with yeah. uh, Tone Trump? Yeah. Actually, Brian Essence Collins is a good friend of mine, and he actually put me D with uh, with Iron on that campaign. I helped him mm-hmm. with it. Um, I was thinking about Iron Solomon actually. Yeah, and I you think know, he's in funny. Philly too. I think he's in the Philadelphia area. I think he lives out there now. So, you oh, know. he doesn't live in Brooklyn no more. Nah, nah. So Philly support Philly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, couple what's his name? Iron, right? Uh yeah yeah Aaron definitely Aaron yeah I get a hold of Aaron <laughs> ain't too hard to find Aaron Iron Iron Aaron yeah man uh, yeah I think Iron would be dope uh Iron would be probably, dope he, he don't he doesn't get enough uh, respect either man like he Iron's been in the game for a while and people tend to forget his name yeah man yeah I mean you know he's still here he's still a legend and he's still yeah we definitely his is. pen is still That's sharp Iron Solomon for yeah. real he gets a salute all the way and I know he Chiefs. Oh, <laughs> he's a I family man you. now. I don't know. I don't know. But he, but you know, back in the day, you know, Puff Puff Pounds. I would love to put him with the with the four twenty brand. I think he'd be dope. But I think he has his own clothing line too. So that might be a conflict of interest. Hey, you know what, man? You can never have any. You can never have enough supporters. I'll put it that way. You know what I mean? Oh man, but Iron Sound would definitely be dope. Uh, Bill Collector is always been, absolutely. Bill Collector would be dope out there, man. You know what I mean? It's just. Hey, as long as we can make that uh, shoddy horror main event, because that's, that's what I was told you wanted, um, you know, we could do that. Because, like I said, I'm getting the funding. Uh, we're going to get the investment teams together mm-hmm. and make this happen. Like, we want to make it at the Steel Yard July mm. 4th. Mm. July 4th, our country's birthday. <laughs> yeah. Versus those guys. And we want to do two weeks prior of nothing but press, uh, face-offs, in the street battles, all videotaped and dropped to YouTube as it comes. And then I want to pay-per-view it simulcasted on three different continents, North America, Europe, Asia. Listen, man, I'm with it. I'm with it all. And if you need a, a, a U.S. media team to be out there to, to, to document this all for the people, then I will I, I nominate do, LTBR podcast, my brother. We will be listen, out there. <laughs> the podcast that we sponsor... I would like them to all be over there, man. Seriously, and really like blow this thing up. This whole event, hell yeah, and I man. Think, uh, you know, what I mean, we want to get um, 
a host for the U.S. and we want to get a host for the the U.K. Now, I was talking about Bison to do the uh, U.K. side. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm with a lot of guys that are in the U.K. right now. we got Sarcasm City as one of our podcasts that we sponsor. I was going to say, those should be the guys, man. Those should be the guys from the U.K. to really host it, man. They're, they're fire, man. So if you, Sarcasm yeah, do City. Do they have a woman? Do, do they have a woman? That, they that do can, got one now. They, got one a, they have a, oh, does the U.K. have a lady battle rapper? That's active right now. I can't really think of one right now. That can hold her own without getting slaughtered. I can't think of one right now, but I will holler at my main man, Flawless, and see who he would set up against them. I can't... He says he can't even find anybody. I talk to Flawless all the time. Yeah. I... We got a box going to Flawless now we're waiting on. Oh, fire, man. Yeah, I, I can't think of one, man. I can't think of one. But I tell you what, though, if you send in one of I the... I would love to make one of those matches a female match. Oh, you know what? It doesn't even... If you can't find a female... Yo, send official out there to dog one of those guys out, man. Yeah, 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 she definitely could do the job. She will dog one of them out something crazy. If you can't find, because I mean, she's she's at a level where it's like psh, she's crazy. You know what I mean? Either official or E Heart. E Heart is crazy. Um, one of the I might other, even get Matt Hoffa, man. See how much she wants to do it. Hey, holla, man, holla. See I talk to him because he does his podcast. I definitely talk to him on the regular, man. Yeah, and uh, you know. I, yeah, Matt's a good good guy, and I talked to him, and I would like to get a couple people. So, yeah, once the money becomes right, I only think I'm going to need, like, maybe 100 to do this. Listen, man, I, I hope this all goes through, bro. You know what I'm saying? I know we. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep tabs on you. I'm gonna keep track on you. I'm gonna be checking up, saying like, "Yo, how's it looking? How's everything going?" You know what I mean? Because this would be a big help, thing. I'll definitely reach out if you can. Uh, you got any help towards it? I'll definitely reach out to you guys because we definitely want to start working with you guys in 2020 as well. For sure, man, definitely. Like I hope this comes true, and it would be dope to see the guys over there on the Fourth of July taking a big shit on the UK. It'll be amazing. <laughs> It'll be crazy, man. Like they they they'll never forgive the US if that goes down, and it's like you beat them five nil. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, it's just yeah, they, dude, they don't stand a chance. No. I mean. And I get a, I got a lot of pull over there from my soccer days, uh-huh. so I can get major footballers over there to come check out the event as well. Yo, that'll be a big boost, man, for battle rap and bridging the gap from the UK and the US. So I hope. What is it? That's any- what I want to do, man. I really want to change the game. I want to make. I want battle rap to get the more bigger sponsors that it should be getting. I want them to get the notoriety it should be getting because this art form is what it is. It's an art form that not everybody can do and people don't get enough respect for it, man. And you know what? Like everybody loves it. Let me Why ask not? you, what do you think is stopping the big sponsorships from coming through? Oh, man. I mean, I don't, because you got be guys bullshit, in the NBA who loves it. Events. You think so? Okay. All right. Like, 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 like I mean, is that sound properly done? Maybe I don't know. I mean, there could oh, it can always be tweaked and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pay per views are there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, because well, it, it boggles my mind. Bigger. Because it, it, it to me, I'm like, okay. I mean, I know that battle rap is a is a subculture. It's its own genre. But it's like, man, you have everyone in pop culture that watches this. I mean, from CeeLo Green to LeBron James to all of these guys, Jay-Z. And everyone's attached to some brand one way or the other. And I'm like, you don't even see a 
little bit of sponsorship from the the biggest sponsor i want to say that battle rap probably had that's like a note a notorious yeah. not notorious but like a well-known brand was um uber eats you know that's a national brand worldwide brand and that was attached to the url for a short time and i'm like what is stopping all of these other brands from attaching itself from battle rap i mean you know i mean sometimes the fights the uh, you know the bullshit attached to it mm-hmm. that they don't like, they think they see it's a stereotype. Mm-hmm. It's a corporate America stereotype. Mm. That is bullshit. And you know, it's just, sometimes it's just battle rap, bro. And it's just built for the build up for the fight. It's not really nothing more than that, yeah. you know, but people portray it to be something it's not. Right. But it's crazy because then you look, you'll see shows like drop the mic and all that stuff. And in the comedy battles and you'll see the, um, the other parody battles on YouTube getting tens of millions of views. And I'm like, come on, man, you guys are, are riding off the back of battle rap, but like yeah. won't give back to the, co- I mean, they got a couple of battle rappers who write for the shows and stuff. So that's good. It's better than giving it to some random writer, I suppose. You know what I mean? But it's like kick back to the culture that's just giving back to you, you know, like right. it, it kind of throws me off a little bit. And I'm just like, ah, we're right there, you know? Well, I would, I mean, we would love to, you know, I would love to get these major sponsors and Bravo Battle Rap. And really, I would love to get in contact with, like, Organic and Smack all at the same time. And maybe guys from the major leagues, Mm -hmm. we can all put this event together, you know, and all have non-league sanctioned event, but just do it for the culture and the world of Battle Rap. (sighs) You know, we all have something to bring to the table. Bruh. You know, I seen Smack when he did this on Summer Madness. He took it to England. This is what I got the original idea for. No, that... I got it from Smack when he did Summer Madness over there. But why not just make it a whole international battle? It USA would... versus the UK. Hey, listen. It would be dope. It would be dope. But I, it's so much egos and competition involved when trying to get different leagues because each league likes to do what they like to do how they like to do it and you know it, it, that one could be tough trying to bring all of those guys together what i love I to see it happen uh, i wish we had a committee a council you know what i would like i would love if there was once a year a battle rap convention that'd be dope you know how they got like comic-con and all that we need battle yeah. con battle con you have all the battle rappers come out, right, from all the different leagues. Guys could be signing their merch. People could be putting on shows. There could be little battles here and there. You could have the ring card girls. You could have all that. Just one convention. All the different podcast teams could be out there recording the podcast. People doing interviews, mixing, mingling, after parties, and everybody gets along, and we grow the culture from within. Yeah. Bruh. I might have stumbled That'd on an idea that 420 brand, and, I, you know, what I'm saying? And, uh, yo, a battle yo, kind of yo, event. I think you got Vlad. I think you got something. I think I got something, bro. I think you got something. <laughs> we love to sponsor it. 420 brand clothing. What? Let's man. talk battle rap. I think we How got something. Kinda. How about that? I think we got something. You feel me? Yeah, man. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Yo, you got yo, you got me. Let's bro, do it. We need that, man. Because just think about it. Once a year. Everyone gets together where it's not a competition thing where the fans could come out, spend money, you know what I'm saying, hang out, 
sign things have all this going on and like the culture just grows and then we could all share knowledge on how to become mm. better at what we do you know what i mean like because there's too much separation Absolutely. you know too much separation yeah. happening so battle con yeah. we need that bro Yo, can see the back out, have a sneaker contest happening out there too and all that everything man Oh, yes, but where would you put it at, though? What would, it had to be either New York. I mean, the first one would have to be in the Mecca, right? It would have to it be. Had to be. It would have it to, be. to be. It would be disrespectful if it wasn't. And then it could travel. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. could travel after that. You know, so. I see it in New York City the first year, though, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. After that, we could travel, take it everywhere, make it happen, man. It'd be dope. National Square Garden. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That'd be crazy, man. That would be crazy. I mean, that's how big it would be. Man, it would be, it'd be nutty, man. And the words of Eden S, it would be nutty, dog. Word. But, Joe, before I let you get up out of here, if you could be an agent to five battle rappers, who would you pick to manage and to be on your squad that you would represent? Five battle rappers? Yes. So you're basically asking me who my top five battle rappers be. No, 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 not that. Who, who, (laughs) no, I'll ask you that afterwards. Who would you, who could you, who would you take to be like, you know what? These five are stars right here and they can go to the next, next level. I'm talking like acting, you know, uh, brand sponsorships, music, taking it to the next level. Who are those five that you see? Uh, If there are five. K Rock, okay. Surf, mm-hmm. uh, RX, mm-hmm. definitely. I would take her. Um, Geechee, okay. DNA, okay. You know that's five right there. Yeah, it's yeah. not a bad five, man. And now back to your question: Who are your top five battle rappers? Just skill wise, battle wise, who are your top I mean, five? It's, it's so hard, but I would say Mook. Mm-hmm. Beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was Geechee still one of my top. Yeah. He had such a great year and showed up so much. Um, He's still gunning. You know, Cassidy. Oh, all right. He, and riding, Arsenal. Riding for Philly. <laughs> and Arsenal. And Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal is nasty, dude. Yo, who you got for Arsenal versus Chess? Arsenal. All right. All right. Arsenal's dirty, man. I just he's just that bull, man. I, he I love plays him. dirty. Now he definitely plays dirty. He's that bull. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's he's that bull. Ars, if you listening, yo, salute you, that bull. Ars would be a good. Dude. What did you think about Arsenal versus Cassidy? Arsenal. Mm, that was a Arsenal. wild battle. That whole event it was, was wild, man. I, yo, I, yo, it was nutty. There was a bunch of nut ass freak balls at that event, man. What <laughs> that's, was, a, that's Philly <laughs> shit right there. Yes, sir. What was going on? Everybody was booing, getting crazy. Philly like, left. Yeah, Philly yeah. left early. It was ridiculous, man. Philly didn't yeah, know how to man. act, bro. Philly was Philly's a rough crowd. Period, man. Bro, you can say it wasn't the artist. It wasn't like what was going. Philly is just. Philly sometimes like we throw snowballs at Santa Claus. Listen, I, I know. I saw it on at the Eagles game. What was y'all doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we throw snowballs at Santa Claus. It's a rough crowd. No matter if you're from Philly, if not, they ride with you. They ride against you. I mean, seriously. Oh my God, you better. It's crazy. Didn't when um, what's my man's name? When uh, Michael Irvin, when he damn near was paralyzed on the field, y'all cheered. 
It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yo, yeah. Not our proudest moment. Not our proudest moment. <laughs> Philly's a different. But Philly's it's a, a tough place scene. to come in and win, man. It's a tough place to be from. Uh, you know, what I mean, you got to have your shit together when you come to Philly. I was, you know, and I was gonna have the event in Philly, but that was like, eh, maybe not. Yeah, it might get a little crazy. <laughs> might get a little crazy. But I say this though: when Philly got your back, they got your back for life. Yeah, when Philly rides with you, they ride with you seriously. Yeah, they, 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 they got you. And before I ride out, man, let me plug. Uh, let me plug this website real quick. Let's go, brother. Listen, man, this is Joey Curse here from Four Twenty Brand Clothing. Please go to our website www dot four twenty brandclothing dot com. Check me out on Twitter at Joey Curse Four Twenty, and definitely my Instagram Joey Curse Junior Six. Spell so that last hit us name up for them, brother. Twenty Clothing. Spell that last name for them. What's up? Spell the last name for them. Oh, my last name is C-U-R-C-I-O. All right, man. That's my main, my main, my main, my main man, Joey Curcio from 420 Brand Clothing. Guys, look out for the collaboration in the future. You guys will be able to go on their site, purchase some gear, type in LTBR, and some goodies will come back your way in the forms of a savings. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So we're definitely going to get that together, man, Joey. It's been a pleasure. You dropped so many gems on us. Uh, thank you for your time, brother, and nothing but success. I can't wait to rock some of that fly gear and show everybody what it's all about. And um, looking forward to linking up in the future, man, because Battle Rap's future is bright. 420's clothing future is bright. LTBR's future is bright. Joey, your future is bright, man. It's been a pleasure, my brother. Thanks, Vlad. And yo, whatever you see on that website, man, hit me up, give me an address, and give me a uh, size, and I'll get it right out to you, bro. I will, my brother. Much appreciated, man. Hey, thank you, sir. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, have a great night, brother. You too. Peace.